Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Lactaisical Podcast. My name is Ben. I'm your new host for the evening. Today, we have Vinny. Hi. We have Patrick. Mm. And we have Jordan, apparently. I, I guess. I'm confused. Yeah, I, I fucking hijacked the intro, bitch. All right. You thought I wasn't going to do it? I'm dazed and confused. I'm disoriented. Well, all right. Well, how you guys been? Now, there you go. That's that's the way to do it. Hi. Um, yeah, no <laughs> shit, buddy. I know what I'm doing. Do you? No. You hesitated. Not there. a damn clue. <laughs> I I really hesitated there. So how you doing, Jordan? I'm. Uh, I'm That's good. How are you doing, Vinny? <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. All right. I don't know why I decided to pick on Jordan this week. No, that I'm, let, I'm gonna. I'm gonna let you finish, Jordan. How are you doing today? <laughs> I mean, I, 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 goop, dad, goop, de goop, goop, de goop. All right. How are you doing, Vinny? My tooth hurts like a motherfucker. That's right. He's having some tooth trouble. And how you are did you doing, what Patrick? To your mother? What are you talking about? <laughs> you said your tooth hurts like a motherfucker, and I asked you, you did what to your mother? You're... <sighs> ben looks so disappointed in me right now. I'm disappointed in you. Why did Vinny, I start what are you podcast? not disappointed in me? Good point. <laughs> I, I don't know why I started the podcast now. Wait, I why? regret it. It's okay. It may, it adds variety. It's spice of life. People are just going to boot it up. You know, a the spice next of episode. whose life, Jordan? A spice of my. Because parents. as far as I was you taught, did, we didn't ever get, we didn't ever by Vincent Patrick Kennedy McMahon, it. is that I tried. Did we? Did you? No, I did ask that. Yeah, and then Jordan cut me off. Yeah, you motherfucker! I cut you off. Yeah, because yeah, Ben's like, "How you doing?" And Jordan's like, "Wait, what did you do to your mother?" Oh, I'm yeah. Sorry. So now this episode is brought to you by Mrs. Mrs. Abawa's libido. And a well-seasoned roast beef sandwich. (laughs) Just always falls out of the bread. That's a good uh, Ben's family secret recipe that they enjoy. (laughs) What? Some well-seasoned roast beef. I actually had Arby's today. Holy shit. Holy fucking shit. This is a Nice. This is a complete and utter shit show. I love it. <laughs> a complete and utter shit show. A we'll transition right into the news. So starting us off today, we're going to be talking about uh, Google Stadia being a piece of shit again. Again? When yeah, was it well, not? I mean, we talked about it being a piece of shit before, kind of. Yeah, but when was it not a piece of shit? I don't know. Um, so... I've got two 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 articles here about it. One of them is going to be about there's no beta. It's not going to launch with a beta. It's just going to launch like just straight up launch and be good. It's like all right, you know, it's a whole st- video good. game streaming service is just going to launch and it's supposed to work flawlessly because oh Google. So there's no beta for it. Um, you just have to you know assume and trust that it's going to work just fine. Um, nope. And that is absolutely ridiculous. With a streaming service like this, it should be test runs for the public to try. Because that's how you really find out your bugs and issues, is a mass amount of people testing it. But, you know, I, they're overconfident. Um, it's Google. What do you expect? I mean, 
I don't get it. I Like, I really don't get, like, you've only been able to test it in probably more controlled environments, right? So that's the only reason that, it, that it's come off that it works good. They've only tested it in, what, California? Same place Google is based? Probably. Yeah. Like, not, I don't think it's been far from their headquarters where they've tested it. Yeah, I mean, Both across times. the country. So, like, across the world. And on top of it, the difference is, is when they're testing it, even if they're testing it in different, you know, Google offices around the world, they're the only people that are using it because there's no beta test. Yeah. So there's not a big enough sample size to actually say how well it'll work. So once you get multiple people using those servers... It gonna crash. That becomes an entirely different topic of conversation. Yeah. So I don't get how, you know... Overconfidence. Uh, uh, overconfidence. I get it's just because just, just they're Google and they can... Yeah. And I'm sure they have the money to put into it, you know, to make it be able to launch fine, but that doesn't mean it's going to. If it, you know, if it does, good. That's that's great. I, you know, I hope it does, but it's still dumb not to have a beta, especially with something that, like this that has not really been done on this level before, like of this scale and the way they're doing it. I mean, it's been done, but I don't think the way that they're is doing, doing it. Like, it. PlayStation's been doing it, yeah, but... You know, it's been... It was done, like, ten years ago. But The like only not... difference that they're doing is, is, like, the power... Like, the power behind it. Because they're Google and they can afford it. Yeah. And the way the controller works. So, also going along with this, games on Google Stadia are going to be full price as, like, console titles. Like, you know, $60 for a AAA title. You're not going to be paying no streaming service subscription stuff and, and getting, you know, just access to games. There's no, uh, like, Xbox... Oh, fuck, I can't think of what it's called. No, there are some subscription <clears throat> services on there. There is a Stadia Pro subscription that's nine ninety nine. But will that give you access to all these games? It's not going to give you access to all the games, though. So you have to so buy the So there are subscription anyway. services, but there are games that you have to buy. So like, which is you still play, dumb. You want to play the newest Assassin's Creed? Well, you have to buy it on Google Stadia, and you're just actually buying that the, one. No, well, something that like one that. you play plus is going to be on there. Okay, but I'm just that was a bad example. But like, but a game say like, like the new Call of Duty, you have to buy it, right? If it were on Stadia, and you're there is like no, you don't own that whatsoever. Like in any real way, besides you're buying the right to stream it to your your thing, but like you you don't even have the files downloaded. You don't have a physical copy of it. You're just paying that much money for the right to stream it. Yeah, it's, it should it's it should be cheaper in my opinion. It should not mm-hmm. be paying if, that much. If they were making it a situation where it's like, hey, you can rent this title and not outright buy it, not outright put down the full sixty. And like make it rent it for, um. Oh yeah, make it it make more sense. If it was like a discounted like, rent it price and not outright buy it. Then yeah. So when uh when Stadia chief Phil Harrison was presented with a plethora of reasons why you know it should be cheaper, his response was just I don't know why it would be cheaper. 
Uh, says for Harrison, it seems the benefit of paying full price for a version of a game on Stadia as opposed to any other platform is the accessibility it offers. The value you get, quote, the value you get from the game on Stadia means you can play it on any screen in your life, TV, PC, laptop, tablet, phone, he said. I think that is going to be valuable to players. In theory, the Stadia version of a game is going to be the highest possible quality of innovation and sophistication on the game engine side, which, could you not already plug your computer into any screen you want? Could you not plug your, your console into any screen you want? You could, you have HDMI adapters, you could plug it into a CRT, I don't think you could get it on your phone, but why would you want to play a AAA game on your fucking tiny-ass phone screen? I don't think that is a selling point. This is the one that, like... <sighs> Okay, so that's one thing that gets me is like, who the fuck is gonna play, like, the next Doom? Who's gonna play Doom Eternal on their fucking phone? Exactly. No, I'm sorry, nobody. but get out of here with that. Like, I can understand like retro games and especially things that work well yeah. with the phone, like like yeah. handheld emulation. Yeah, like a Pokemon game. Yeah, but yeah. not like top of the line, brand new Assassin's Creed or Doom or whatever the fuck. That does not make sense to me. No. I mean, no one's realistically shouldn't. I mean, look. Okay, so I there's one positive thing I can say about what he's saying. It's like, hey, at least he's thinking forward with technology and not backwards, right? But at the same time, you're thinking too fucking far forward, dude. Like, the value you get from the game means you can play it on any screen. But, like, nobody... If people want to play a game on their PC... Like, they're not going to go and think, oh, I should buy it on this fucking Stadia thing on this completely different platform because you know what? They already have Steam or they already have GOG or they already have Epic. They're just going to buy it there. If they want to play it on their TV and they care about video games, they already have a game console. They're just going to buy it there. If they're So all this is telling me is like, hey, we're thinking forward with, with like all this stuff, but we're thinking so forward ahead that we're just going to shoot ourselves in the foot anyway. Like, it's not going to be valuable to people because the people you're targeting already have ways to do this shit. Yeah. And even then, they're always going to go with whatever's cheapest and not have to spend some kind of extra fee on top of their already, on top of the streaming service they would already be paying for. And this still isn't, uh, you know, we've, we've talked about this before the last time Stadia came up as a topic, but there's still people in, you know, Patrick's type of situation where... Internet, Internet in the house is, is terrible. Yeah. You have uh, to have uh, at least 35 down to get, you know, the full... Exactly. Uh, to get the full experience out of this. Mm-hmm. 35 down may not sound like a lot, but there's a lot of people that don't get that. Uh, I know a lot of people that only get 10 down around here, and I'm in Houston fucking Texas. Yes, we have fiber here, but a lot of people can't afford higher speed internet and have cheaper shit. So... And, and yeah, you're not going to be gaming a whole lot if you have cheaper internet, but not everyone has good internet. And 35 down is, is you know, a decent a decent speed to have to have to be able to use it. And sure, a majority of people are going to have it. But still, there's people like Patrick but that don't. I don't even, I wouldn't even say the majority, that a majority of people are going to have it. I don't know if I would even say that. Okay, yes, yeah, a lot know. of people are going to have the minimum, but there are also a lot of people that won't. Yeah, they'll have the minimum, but, okay, so this is where another, like, criticism I have is, is, like, he's he's touting that it'll be the highest possible quality. No, it won't. 
And it's like you not on you're a, saying not this, you're touting it. Yeah, but like you can't you can't just like say that for certain. I mean, apparently he thinks it is because yeah. I mean, like in theory, servers, yeah, it could be, but like the servers these games are going to run on are you know going to be the highest spec yeah, you know hardware that you tanks. could possibly get. But your your quality is still going to differ on your internet stability and speed. Mm-hmm. So just because you get thirty five down, well, what if you have HughesNet and you have you know a hundred down? It's still going to be bad. HughesNet, you know, satellite internet, that's going to be terrible. Your experience that is once. going to be terrible. I hated it. It's Never again. So unreliable. Never again. Yeah, it's so there. It's at at. It's just this is this may be you know trivial stuff to bitch about, but it's it's just dumb. Like it's you're not ridiculous. gonna have a beta. You're gonna charge full price for games. At that point, you may as well go and buy yourself a PS4 on sale for 150 bucks, and you know get your games on that. Yeah. So, you know shit like exactly. That. Like oh, every gamer's well not ready to move to subscription yet. Cool. Then they're not going to move to your fucking platform because you have nothing else to offer outside of what they can already get on Xbox, PlayStation 4, or PC. And I don't, I don't believe that anyways because look at Game Pass on Xbox and how successful that is. Well, I mean, not every gamer is ready to move su- to subscription yet. That part is true. That's just a fact. But, like, at the end of the day, if ga- gamers that want Stadia, that want streaming, want a subscription service. And that's the bottom line. That's all that you have to offer when it comes to a streaming service. Because nobody... You're not going to get any bites on people buying games. Am I wrong? No. That's the thing about digital I... games and physical games is that there's some level of ownership there. Yeah, I mean, digital. You have the files installed on your hard drive. Physical, of course, you have most of the game's data installed. Even if it's just the the code to download the game on your disc, you still have a physical... You 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 have uh, something to show for you buying it. You can show that you had the game installed, whereas with this service, you can't. Patrick has, what, what do you have, a 2 terabyte or 4 terabyte hard drive for your PS4 and Xbox? 8. 8 terabyte. You have an 8 terabyte hard drive with, you know, all of your digital games installed on your PS4 under that hard drive. And you can show that you have all of your games installed on there, physical or digital. They're all installed on there. With this service, you wouldn't be able to do that because you're just streaming one game at a time, which is fine for those people who don't want to deal with all that. That's you know, I'm not. We're not trying to shit on the service itself. It's the mindset behind some of it is is kind of dumb. I I think I think they're really gonna hurt by making people pay that full price for an individual game on a streaming service. I I there's oh, no value there. There's no 100%. value there for the the consumer. I mean. Maybe there is because you don't have to go and buy a console to play it, but a, a lot of the people that are already but, into gaming, you made that point earlier. Yeah, it's like they're targeting gamers that they already have that stuff. Yeah. And so maybe next generation, you know, the next maybe. next generation of gaming, maybe people, you know, okay, well, I don't want to have to buy the Xbox Scarlet. I can just use this to play those games. Maybe let's they be could real. do something like that. Let's be real, though. If this flops, it's not going to make it to the next next generation of gaming. Mm-mm. So no, it will not. But it's Google, so maybe it won't flop. Maybe they'll do something to keep it from flopping. I don't know. It's just kind of silly to have that full price tag on 
games that you not even I can't even say digital ownership of games because you're not owning no, it. No, because it's not. They can pull it at any minute because it's a streaming service. Yeah. Like that's you the only pay... thing streaming service has to offer. People aren't buying movies on fucking Netflix. People aren't no. buying pay-per-views on the WWE network. They're paying no. a monthly fucking fee to get all this stuff. Yeah. Every month. So what like if you're making me pay for your games, then your streaming service shouldn't be a streaming service. Just make a fucking console. With the option of streaming instead of downloading or something. We're paying like that. for the fact that we can play it on our TV and our computer screen and our. Oh wait, we could already kind of do that, huh? Yeah. I, oh, wait, I mean, like, wait. I guess this. The difference is, is like, okay, on the tablet and phone, you can do this anywhere instead of just within your own local network. Awesome. So I mean, I guess at that point, like, hey, that's something. But at the same time, no, I, I just, I mean, maybe there are people that would want to play Doom on their their phone. It's very unlikely. I don't see it being that many people. Yeah. Okay. I, it's, I don't mean for us to sound like we're just shitting on it to shit on it or nothing. Because, you know, we're what not. What is there to be positive about this, though? <laughs> like, I, I hate to... I like to think that, I like to think that, you know, this is good for people who are not hardcore gamers that want to experience these new games and shit, but don't want to go and buy consoles and all that. Okay. You know, that's, that's, that's what that's for, but. At the same time, that's such a fucking limited. But I don't minute, hear any of those people talking about it. It's it's a minute amount of people. Yeah, and I don't hear those people talking about it. Yeah. You know what I hear They're them not... talking about? The PlayStation Five. That's what I hear them talking about. I'm talking about Scarlet. Yeah. I don't hear anybody talking about Stadia that isn't already heavily into gaming or isn't already like putting money into computer rigs and stuff like that. Yeah. The only reason they know about it is because they're they're in a, like I don't know. It's just a frustrating kind of deal. It's 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 poop. Now moving on to a better topic here. Uh Fortnite nine point three point patch notes. Um so this is this is next big update for Fortnite. Uh amidst the ongoing fourteen no, I'm not fucking talking about this. Why is this under my topic? Because it's important. Amidst the ongoing 14-day summary event, another update will be live for Fortnite over PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch on mobile devices. Oh. This week marks the second 9.30 <laughs> content update, and it's a fairly minor one, introducing one new weapon to the game's Battle Royale mode, along with new prefabs and missions in Fortnite Creative and Save the World, respectively. Oh, here fuck yeah. Here patch notes. Moving on here. What you got for us, Ben? Well... Obviously, as we know, Halo Master Chief Collection is going to be coming to PC at some point. Nobody knows if it's going to be this year or not. Um, so they've been doing beta testing, specifically starting with Halo Reach. Now, only 1,000 Halo insiders are supposed to have gotten access to the beta. But somehow it wound up being illegally distributed online. Um, which means 343 is planning to ban anybody that uh has gotten a hold of this so i think i just think that's it's crazy that this some like it's supposed to be in a, in a small or i guess not small because it's a thousand people but that is pretty small i mean no it's pretty small like a small like group a of thousand people people isn't that that many. are are supposed to be allowed to have access to this um beta test of a game and they just kind of ruined it for everybody i think i think by uh Leaking it out there. Maybe it's just one piece of shit, you know. Maybe. One oh no! Yeah, it's like like it's one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Like Man, there's nothing really. Sucks, say, say that again. Sorry. That still sucks though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nothing else to really say about it other than like, you know, this situation kind of, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of surprised people still do this stuff, or rather that it's still possible to do this stuff. But then again, has. I mean, the they've got there's people really that are much. always cracking DRM, so it doesn't surprise yeah. me. I mean, what, Denuvo or something like that was supposed to be the big uncrackable DRM thing, the big savior to to any developer that was using DRM, and it's been, what, three years now, and it's completely cracked, and it has no use anymore. So, I mean, it sucks. Yeah, it's about all I had to say, really, is that it sucks. Recommended, uh, recommended article. The top right corner of that page was developers tell people to pirate their games instead of using G2A. So I'm guessing yeah. G2A is pissing them off again. Actually, no, it says that in the in the thing. The key well, reseller is pissing devs off again. G2A continuously pisses developers off. Most I mean, of the keys yeah. are stolen. G2A is. I I I will admit I've used G2A before, but they are shit. Like yeah. People are running crazy scams on there, basically. Um, yeah, it's G2A. Everyone knows just, what it's about. Yeah, yeah, and like the stolen keys, like that's where the del- developers are coming from. It's like, look, if you're just going to be buying stolen keys, we'd like, just pirate. pirate our games if we're not getting the money anyway. Just at least do it in the most honest way. Although to be fair, which I is kind of fucked up to look at piracy as the most honest way, as compared to G2A, because at least you're not yeah. paying thieves. You're just not giving anybody the money in that case. Yeah. So Vinny just returned just in time to talk about his next topic. What you got for us? Well, I have for you a message from Junichi Masuda. Nintendo. I mean, Pokemon. I mean... Are you done? Racist. <laughs> the, um... In recent times, uh, the... Pokemon Company has decided not to put all of the Pokemon in the in the game coming out later this year, Pokemon Sword and Shield, and a lot of people are upset about that, myself included. Uh, especially because it's a lot of reused assets still, even though they said they were doing higher quality stuff. It's a lot of reused assets. People have gone and compared them. The animations in the new game to the 3DS the games. The models are the same as the 3DS games. The models, the animations. The only thing that's changed are the little effects that show up for the moves, from what I can tell. But everything else for all the old Pokemon are reused. But um, a couple days ago, on the 28th, uh, Junichi Masuda, director, I believe... Uh, he put out an official statement said, Thank you to all of our fans for caring so deeply about Pokemon. Recently, I shared the news that some Pokemon cannot be transferred to Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. I've read all your comments and appreciate your love and passion for Pokemon. Just like all of you, we are passionate about Pokemon, and each and every one of them is very important to us. After so many years of developing the Pokemon video games, this was a very difficult decision for me. I'd like to make one thing clear. Even if a specific Pokemon is not available in Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, that does not mean it will not appear in future games. 
the world of Pokemon continues to evolve. The Galar region offers new Pokemon to encounter, trainers to battle, and adventures to embark on. We are pouring our hearts into these games, and we hope you will look forward to joining us on this new journey. Which basically is a stiff metal finger to you. Yep. In the most polite Japanese of ways. So, basically, what he is saying is... We we hear you. You're upset. We hear you. We don't give a shit. We're going to make this game the way we want. We're not going to give a shit about what our fans want. And if you don't like that, tough shit. My deal with this is that the first time you're getting a mainstream Pokemon game on console, you know, besides Coliseum, besides XD, whatever. See, the first one the Game Freak is doing. On console. XE and yeah. Coliseum are not part of the main series. They're spin okay, They're not Game Freak. So the first time they're doing it, not only are they reusing assets from the 3DS and, and older probably, you know, just... They they're, are reusing they're assets from version. 2013. All of the Pokemon models uh, up to X and Y were created for X and Y in 2013-ish. And... From what I've heard, Sword and Shield began development around the time X and Y finished. See, if you're going to make a console, granted the Switch is a portable console hybrid, but it is well more powerful than a 3DS would be. Well, like mm-hmm. much more. It has the capabilities of having, you know, full HD, you know, high quality renders and, and new new models and new everything. No, they don't. They didn't want to go through all that trouble and make it seem like a, a console quality version of Pokemon like we want or not me, but like, you know, Pokemon players would want. They're going to go and make a half ass 3DS game ported to a, a console kind of. So here's the thing. Here's what I learned. They're basically going off the same tools that they had before. Uh, on Pokemon Sun and Moon, what they were doing was they were putting two models in every single area of every Pokemon. Two models of every Pokemon that was going to be in every single area. Something like that. So here's what I think. They don't know what compression is anymore. Fun fact. I don't think they've ever known what compression is. They're a video game developer. This dates how back to 20 know? years ago when none of them knew how to fucking compress Pokemon Gold and Silver... And had to have Iwata do it. 20 years later, they're not going to know how to compress? Well, Jordan, they clearly didn't know how to put this game together. They clearly didn't know how to put the last couple of games together properly. The the other issue is that they have the already limited number of people working at Game Freak split between Pokemon and Town. Like, I can understand wanting to put your eggs in multiple baskets... But this is the biggest game in Pokemon history, and you're dicking around with it. I have a better idea. What if? What if the Pokemon company wasn't fucking stupid and let them have all the time they needed to work on it? That would be nice. It's not happening now. Because but... here's the thing. Game Freak, if they want to split into two game, two uh, into two studios to develop on two games... That's perfectly fine. They don't answer to anybody other than the Pokemon company when it comes to Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So, like, at the end of the day, it should still be they need to give them more time to work on it. Patrick, I, I know you're not into Pokemon because you didn't grow up with it, but I, I, I want to hear your input. i like to know why there's no multiple save files. Oh. 
That's it's a wonderful Pokemon tradition that I don't Damn. understand either. That's a good question. That is a beautiful question that it's basically the same thing that Masuda is saying about this. Fuck you, we do what we want. <laughs> well, there's no excuse. Every game, like yeah. literally, even the shittiest of all shitty Switch games probably has multiple save files. Goddamn fucking Ninja Gingerbread Man on the Switch had more than three, more than one save file. I, that's my one concern I saw that nobody brought him. Like, why Why has Pokemon never had multiple save files? Oh, no, it, it, it's been a point of contention. It's just we haven't been able to convince Game Freak otherwise. Because you're essentially what? Because essentially, if somebody has is poor, bought the game for them and their brothers to play. Oh no, one has to finish the whole journey. Oh, you want to play? No, you gotta wait until I'm done. Then I gotta reset it. And then after like two, three years from now, when I'm all done with it and don't want to do anything, then you can play it. And then by then, all the new Pokemon game will come out. Then what's the fucking point of playing the old one? Then at that point, that's that's a good point. Yeah, it's. I think it's. It's been really fucking annoying. I'm not, I'm not into Pokemon either, necessarily. I'm slowly getting into it. You know, I like Pokemon. It's it's nice. It's awesome. But I, I'm i insulted, not even as a big Pokemon fan. I am insulted by the lack of, of effort and quality being put into this. And we've mentioned it at some point before, but the game itself, looking at gameplay and whatnot that we've seen, it looks like a fucking N64 game. It looks terrible. Like... And sixty four game the Pokemon Stadium is better. <laughs> it's just better. I mean, like I've I like I've seen people say, they're they've not updated any any of the tools that they work with. See, this all starts back in twenty fourteen. Forget exactly who it was, it was probably Masuda. But for some interview, the question was about why Pokemon fans are finding the games easier. And the answer was, well, we make the games easier because kids these days don't have the patience to play more difficult games. I mean, it's not inherently wrong. They would rather play games on their phones. Fortnite. Fortnite, Fortnite. They're not wrong. Okay. But by 2014, they should know who their actual audience is for Pokemon. It's still primarily children. Is it? Yes. So they don't care because it's children. Children aren't going to care about graphics and how good the game looks and and whether or not they have new HD stuff. They don't care about all that. They care about just pumping out a game to make money because kids are going to buy it. Exactly. That's why they're going to get away with this. Man, that's disappointing. Watch, most of your adult Pokemon fans are not going to buy this one. But every single child that wants this game for Christmas, they're still going to make sales off of it. Like, let's go Eevee and Pikachu yes. and whatnot. Man, that's disappointing. Oh, I thought my cat was sitting on my keyboard. But yeah, no no extra save files. That's that's a kick in the dick. That's That's been a thing since the series beginning. You think they'd add it for the Switch, it, Look, it would make sense on the Game Boy. Yeah. But it's the yeah. Nintendo Switch and it's 2019. It doesn't make sense anymore. No. Yeah. I think around the DS era is when it started not making sense anymore. Yeah, I would agree with that. Because yeah, I know plenty Pokemon of DS games, games with multiple save files. So then and later, at least with the Switch, you could get around it with multiple profiles, but you shouldn't have to work around it. It should just be a feature. Games would need more saves. I mean, Patrick would have grown up with Pokemon if it weren't for that fact. If If the games had, you know, Say files back in the day, he would have he would have grown up probably liking Pokemon, but because not, 
His brother hogged it. Of course. Like, what was it you're, you tried to play and your brother said, nope, nope, can't play it. I'm, I'm playing it. Nope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you literally, I saw their stuff on. I was like, oh, I'm not allowed to touch this, I guess. Because, like, oh, it's already inside. Oh, I'm not allowed to touch this. So I just never touched Pokemon. They're trying to grab something. It's like, oh, Pokemon's like, oh wait, there's something in file. I can't, I can't touch this. It's not mine. I was told, you're, if it's not yours, you're not allowed to touch it. I think I know a fix to this Pokemon situation, though. Don't buy the game. Just bring back Genius Sonority and let them do another one. Oh, thank you for coming no. to my TED talk. I mean, sure, they haven't done one since Battle Revolution, and that wasn't necessarily an RPG, but but a game that came out in 2006 for the Wii has better battle animations than a Switch game in 2019. You can actually see the Pokemon run up, use the attack, and have the opponent Pokemon react to getting hit, which is something you should probably expect from a Switch Pokemon title. You should be able to expect it from the main fucking studio. Yeah. No, not apparently. Thank you for coming to my channel. I can kind of understand the 3DS for that, for not having that, but the Switch absolutely should have... Vinny, the 3DS could run Xenoblade. Oh, yeah! No, Xenoblade. Um, not the original 3DS. New 3DS. The new okay. 3DS, sure, yeah, but, but point, they're not going to make... Regardless, it still should have been able to do it. They're not going to make uh, Pokemon a new 3DS exclusive, because not everybody would have a new 3DS. What were you going to say, Patrick? I just think that they should probably buy more stuff and then have more people on to train because my idea was if they're going to be lazy with this they should be forced to do at least one smaller pokemon game for a console so they know how to actually work with tools and get stuff actually looking decent that way when they come back to the ds even though it's more or handheld it's more restrictive but they at least know how to cut corners and make it look almost as good as the console but they only because i think just them working only on handhelds is really restricting them because they never had any console ex- experience until now with the Switch. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, maybe that just they, correlates with what Ben's thinking about them not knowing how to fucking compress. They just don't have any experience working on anything more than a, a low-powered portable device. Because they can get away with it. Because it's like, oh, it's a DS. Nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to notice. Let's cut a bunch of corners. Nobody's going to notice. 3DS, oh, we're just cut corners. Nobody's going to notice. Nobody's going to notice. We can just do all this stuff and cheap it. It's a little handheld. It's too... Who cares if it looks like shit? They're not going to care. They're going to buy it. It's going to look good, no matter what. You know, kids, kids are not going to give a shit. Little kids but when it's on a screen and they can amplify the problems tenfold, they're like, uh, no, this actually does not look good. You should probably fix this. Like, we don't know how, so... No. <laughs> we don't know how. Because at this point, I really think... It's probably gonna. I know it's gonna piss a lot of people off. Delay it another year, get somebody in there, and be like, "All right, listen. Here's the problem. Here's how you fix it. They do it, and then reset it. Do it for me. If they don't do it, nope. Redo it again, again, and have them force them to do it multiple times till they like, get down to muscle memory. If it that would make a good game. If it made the game better, I wouldn't mind waiting another year or two. Because they but that would make the money. And they can be like, oh, look at all this room and I'll compress. Oh, wait, we can fit this. It would oh, we make can put this more in money by waiting and making a better game because people will want to buy Mm-mm. a nope. good game. Nope. Nope. Make the ultimate game with every... with every, They should make like an ultimate Pokemon game where it has like a shit ton of regions, every single Pokemon, all the types, every like everything, a big massive for a they console. That's what I mean, Sword and Shield should be. 
I mean, they always have all the types. They're not going to do multiple regions unless they're remaking Johto again. Because that's the only game that they've done. But... Well, unless they had to remake it, but just like expand the world out to where it feels like it's multiple regions, but it's literally just one giant place. I, they tried to do that with Kalos. They divided it into sections that you go to this center city called Lumios, and then from Lumios you go to different areas of the region. I think something like that for the Switch. But have very distinct there. It's like, oh, it feels like it's a whole new different area, a whole new region in the game. If you did that on the Switch, that would be great. There's multiple solutions, and it just takes time. It takes time. I would be willing to wait. A lot of people would be willing to wait. It's just Game Freak doesn't care. Well, they want their money as quickly as possible. Here, look, maybe we can hope that after this, they'll start immediately working on the next game, and it will be actually good, look new, everything. Maybe, maybe they'll do that. I, I don't know. I think the problem is they're going, they're following the Call of Duty thing, Assassin's Creed thing, and then they're trying to pump out every Pokemon game, like a new one every single year. Not every year. Damn um, near. I don't believe there was one in 2015. Because no, I know, no. I know, X and Y came out 2013. Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire came out 2014. Okay, yeah. Um, 2013 X and Y came out 2014. Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire came out in 2016. Uh, Sun and Moon came out 2017. Um. Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon came out in 2018. Pikachu and Eevee came out. So damn, so not they every single 2015, year, but... but other than that, they've been doing yearly releases from 2013 till now. And that's an issue right there because they're doing it yearly. When you do stuff yearly, you're getting lazy and you get stuff that's not as good. It's turning into Call of Duty now where it's basically almost turning into the exact same thing, but they change it enough to where it's not, but it's still not good. They should at least... Because they don't see people boosting out like a new Mario every single year or a new Zelda every single year. They take like at least two or a couple years, so on and so forth, and they're all good games. Pokemon, needs a, it's going to piss off quite a few Pokemon fans, but they need to stop doing yearly releases and just work on it slowly but surely and release one every two or three years to get the best possible out of it because... They have Go. That's probably generating a lot of revenue just from Pokemon Go because everyone fucking plays that thing. Pokemon Go single-handedly has a large portion of their money. So yeah, they could literally rest on that a little bit. I don't know exact numbers, but I think it's like 5% of their lifetime income from the Pokemon series. So they have no excuse. They can rely on that for a little bit and pump out a big brand new Pokemon game where... It's all brand new. There's a lot of amazing stuff. It looks great. Everything's just so good. And that ties them over for a few years because nobody's going to catch every single Pokemon. Just do every little thing unless, in like a year unless they spend it every single day of their life on it. Which is just... Ugh. As I'm looking at you. Yeah. So moving on. Patrick, what have you got for us about uh, something, something to do with some like coffee cup or something it's a good delay this time because we already discussed it that delays are should be good if it means stuff like if it means benefits 
which is why Cuphead Delays DLC are always is getting beneficial. delayed. Yeah, it's getting delayed until 2020 now. It's supposed to be coming out the yeah, sometime this year, and that got delayed. Which, uh, when they they said they were delaying it to maintain quality in the team health, because they put an update for the DLC expansion, which originally planned to release later this year, but now I've pushed back to 2020. Because you, uh, people need to actually not force themselves 20 plus hours days onto games and push out as quickly as possible. Because people can't be patient, apparently. The co-director, Chad Moldenhauer, has since issued a statement about the delay. In addition to having a high-quality product, the move is done to maintain the team's health, which is especially important due to how much talk there were regarding the development crunch as of lately, because... Thanks, Red Dead. Because <laughs> yeah. the full statement reads, We were initially announced the 2019 release date of a delicious last course expansion. Our highest priority is making sure the new adventure meets a meticulous level of care and quality that we always strive for. We want to be absolutely certain that this is the next adventure feels at home in the world of Cuphead and full of moments and surprises and delights. Furthermore, the development of the original game taught us a great deal about the importance of making things a way that, making things in a way that's healthy and sustainable for our team. Because that game, I think when they first showed off A3, it took a few years for it could fully be out, which is, worked out for them well because everyone loves, thinks it's a good game. This wasn't easy. To, was, this wasn't an easy decision to make, but we're confident it's one that will result in a higher quality experience that's sweeter when it does arrive, which it will be, because the wait's sometimes better if you means that not people are killing themselves and the game's gonna be better. Mm-hmm. Well, so. yeah, I mean, we, I think we all collectively would agree that delays for the benefit of the developers' health and time is perfectly fine especially with dlc for a game i mean you know it's the game is out you just gotta wait for more dlc because at the end of 2018 the studio acclaimed this the acclaimed run and gun game surpassed over three million copies and that was just on xbox and pc alone there was no switch or anything that was just on those things which i think it does well for very very well for it being an indie project and whatnot and they announced this DLC prior to Cuphead actually be announced for Switch, which that could probably kind of lead into it a little bit, but not really. It's like they got delayed that way. It gets, every, it gets everywhere on time instead of like, oh, it's going to be out on Xbox and PC, and then you got to wait six months for the Switch version to come out. But they're just delaying it all together for the health of the employees. That way they're not killing themselves because... Every single enemy, every single animation, everything in that game is basically, from what I saw or heard, it was hand-drawn and done in a very meticulous way to make it look like an authentic 1930s cartoon, which gives it a special charm to it. Because uh, CG sucks, it always has sucks, and hand-drawn stuff and practical effects are a lot better than CG. I mean, I don't disagree, but I wouldn't say CG sucks. Well, it can be done well, it's just, it's overused and... It's there very rare that you see it good. I, I mean, yeah, one. it it cuts back. It on is quite there, overused, so. especially when it's obvious. Like last CG. night with the Undertaker's lightning. <laughs> yes. Oh no. Or if you watch any new horror movies, the CG looks like fucking shit. When you look at old horror movies, like the perfect example horror of the thing. Horror movies are only okay. I'll say that horror movies are only good when it's in, when it's practical effects. Every like, horror movie I've seen that I've liked. It's when it was practical effects. Every horror movie I hated, it was CG. 
Yeah, you can go watch. Now, the I've thing not from watched a lot of horror movies, but still. Watch the thing from 1986, and you'll be you'll be shocked at how disgusting, gory, and how all that was practical effect with no CG. It's considered one of the greatest uh, remakes of all time or reimaginings. From the Go 1950s. watch the original Fly movie. <laughs> for which one? The fit from the fifties or the eighties? The fifties. Go watch the eighties one. That one's really good because that's practical effects too, <laughs> no CG. The other one's really disgusting too. Yeah. But anyways, off topic. <laughs> So yeah, but hey, don't be don't be too down. They're scheduling to launch Cuphead and Tesla vehicles sometime this summer. Why? Because Elon Musk is because a you have to play and drive, Vinny. God damn it! We like the musky scent of Elon Musk's Musk. Elon Musk wants you to literally be a Cuphead when you wreck the car playing it. Was was that was that a disability joke? Wow. I'm. I'm proud of you for whatever that was. I don't know why, but I'm proud of you. Well, the only down a really bad car wreck, and you crash through the windshield, and you magically mush. go into a cup. No mush. Your brain goes. The only thing don't that play th- and drive. The only downside to this is that oh, I had to wait to get the Switch physical version, which, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's the only downside I have to it, because I want. Yeah. It physical not digital because it's something i would really enjoy having digital and i don't want to double dip on it because i've done all the few games already i'm already planning on doing up sonic mania yeah Ugh. i've already triple dipped on spyro already spyro's worth it i mean hey i if metro by ps4 out, xbox and switch yes i did he got the switch version for only four bucks though I, I don't blame you for doing that though because it's like you know if Metroid Prime released on the GameCube, the Wii, or uh, fuck, it's going to release on the Switch hopefully one day, so I will have it on the GameCube, the Wii, and the Switch. So, I mean, you know, I'll be doing the same thing, so I understand that. I mean, hell, I'm getting the Japanese version of Metroid Prime in the mail, the new play control, um, this Wednesday, because the shipping update is going to be here, uh, or not this Wednesday, this Friday, it's going to be here the 5th. Buy the so, GameCube version, buddy, because yeah, those cases are just so fucking cool. I want to get the Japanese GameCube version for sure. Yeah. Those cases are so fucking cool. I fucking yeah. love Japanese GameCube cases. Yeah, delicious last They're course. They're fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, delicious last you. courses. Being slightly delayed, so uh, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer, but at least everyone will be healthy by the time... Son of a bitch, ready. it got delayed. Yeah, fuck you. Why don't you go in there and do the work for them? Put in that crunch time. No, I mean it, delays are good. I, I I never thought we'd be saying this, but also yeah, delays are good. Because if it's After delayed for a good shit. reason and it comes out better than what it was supposed to be, then that is that's good. But if it's delayed and then still shit, then like uh, I'm looking Duke Nukem Forever had a 13 year, 12 or 13 year developmental hell. That one, that one, that one was delays. That one is just nobody fucking gave a shit. That, that was there was just delay, like, delay, 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 shit. trying to put on something. That was all delay, 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 and it was just bad. Yeah, no, fuck that. Why is Goat Simulator coming to the Switch? Cause, cause I. Why not? It is game of the year every year. And not don't you ever forget it. Not by donkey standards. Donkey's a fucking idiot. Okay. Do you think he knows right, anything well, about video games? Yeah, yeah. Donkey said he Final Fantasy Two. He thinks Knack Two is the greatest game ever. 
No, he thinks Final Fantasy VII story is bad, and he's a piece of shit for that. And everyone should go delete, and everyone should remove him off YouTube for saying such a horrible Wait, thing about Final Wait, did people actually get that mad? Yeah, the people were getting quite upset when they said Dude, that Final Fantasy VII is... It's Donkey! Final Fantasy VII He can say whatever he wants! I think he... I don't know if it's the exact quote, but I think he said that Final Fantasy VII story is kind of silly. Or kind of dumb a little bit. It is! It's a JRPG! <laughs> it is dumb. <laughs> it's like saying Kingdom Hearts is a great story. <laughs> Kingdom it Hearts doesn't, is a Vinny. confusing mess. If somebody, okay, if somebody can name me one JRPG that has this amazingly fantastic story and isn't somewhat stupid, I will give you a nickel. <laughs> and then we'll get you a nickel Xenoblade. back. Yakuza doesn't count. No, Xenoblade's story Legend is goofy of Heroes, too. Trails in the Sky. I haven't played that one. You never even played Trails in the Sky, Jordan. You can't say anything. Shh. I'll use trim as my look. My here's my point: video game stories are dumb, except for the Yakuza ones. Yes, because uh, okay, it. that's that's a lie. I was about to say that sounds like a lot of horseshit. Video game right, stories aren't yeah. always dumb, but the Yakuza ones are the best. Fair part is when Kiryu goes in a into a weird fetish place where where adult males dress up as little babies and have women take care of them, and then you end up having to fight them all in diapers. Or you're playing card game or playing. A I sex- wish I could tell you a part that happened in Judgment yesterday that really creeped me out. Not in you- the weird kind of way, but in like the fucking like holy shit. Or you're playing with the kids that have a sexy uh, fe- women scantily clad in bug outfits, and you're playing card games with those cards with young children <laughs> in the eighties. You know, I think I think this is a good time to wrap up the topics here. And transition into what we've been up to. Alright guys, what the f*** have we been up to? No, that's not... No, I don't care. I don't care. That's how we're doing it. Damn it. Man, I don't like Ben. I hijacked this podcast. It's it's gonna be the only time I do this. I've been wanting to do this for like (laughs) ten episodes. Oh, okay. I just haven't done it. Because well, right, every time I tried, off. just nobody went along with it. Everybody just gets one. So, so who's who's starting us off then, Ben? It's, it's you. Who's me? Or who's you? Jo- you! You kid. just asked me and I said you! Why would I be talking to Vinny or Patrick? So, thank you for, for transitioning me into this, Ben. I will gladly start us off today. Um, so, first Fuck off, Hollow Knight! Thank you, yes. Fuck Hollow Knight. So, I, I, as you may or may not be aware, I uh, was trying to do a Let's Play the Game on my channel for a while. Um, I had like six episodes up, and then they stopped going up because I was I recorded a session with my buddy Beck. I talked about this before, actually. Uh, Oops. It had to have been like episode <laughs> three or something. No, it was, it was much later than that. Are you sure? I think. Yeah. I, anyways, I, I talked about it, but um, I recorded a session of Hollow Knight with uh, my buddy Anthony, our buddy Anthony, and um, that my computer was fucked at that time and just everything corrupted. My computer shut down and I lost that entire two hour recording. So I've had to play through the game again up to where I was at the time of recording, which was like eight hours of gameplay. So I just put it off forever because I never wanted to. Well, recently I decided, okay, I feel like playing Hollow Knight again. And I played up to the point and it only took me like four hours instead of eight to get up there. So it was good. 
So we sat down to try and re-record that session. And we went through the whole thing. We sat there about an hour or so. Um, got the whole thing recorded. Or so we thought. I look over. We had our commentary files going. But we look over and OBS was not recording. So I'm pretty sure I just wound up forgetting to hit record. Um, you know, one of those one of those mistakes has happened to us all once. But um, my rage and disappointment and frustration was through the roof. I did not. I could not comprehend how this could happen a second time. So now I have to play through the game again and get up to that point in the game again and re-record that section hours. again. Yeah, I really should try to do it in two hours. I probably could just do it in one night. So that's very, very uh, frustrating. Um, very annoying. I don't really have a lot of words to describe it besides those. I just so... I still am so frustrated over it because... Man, but on the bright side, I have uh, the other six episodes that I had recorded. Those are all scheduled and been going up for the past couple weeks here, or as of this podcast, um, four episodes have gone up, so there's two more. Um, an episode would have gone up today, actually. So it, I think it did. If you want to check that out. Yeah, uh, Mondays and Fridays um, is when I have it scheduled, so I'm going to work on that and get it back up and going soon, and I'm going to record more of... Uh, more of um, Chaos Story Plus. I need to. I have a lot of that recorded, but I want to record more of it. I forgot you were doing that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, uh, besides that, I really have not been doing much. I I played some Ocarina of Time 3D the other night. Decided ah, I'm gonna make a new profile on Planet. So, uh, just going through Ocarina of Time 3D again because why not? Regular I mean, or Master Quest? Like playing Ocarina. Regular. Um, just because I can play through Ocarina of Time countless times. I still need to finish my three-heart run stream of the game. Vinny and I have to do a randomizer co-op. Um, so it's just like, yeah, I can play the game multiple times. I like the game. How about you, Ben? Well, I've been playing that there new new Yakuza spinoff, Judgment. And let me tell you. Is it in the same series? Like, universe or whatever? Yeah, same universe. Okay, cool. Just I, uh, I was getting there, so fuck you for spoiling it. Wow. Asshole. Not no. Wow. But I was getting there. Um so yeah, new new game from uh from the Yakuza studio, spin-off of the Yakuza games, set in the same universe. The map, if you've played Yakuza 6, the map of Kamarocho is exactly the same, so you'll already know how to go through the map. You'll already know how to navigate the entire area. You won't have any problem with that. Um, it's my game of the year so far, I think. Beforehand, um, it was Devil May Cry 5. But now it is just 100%. Um, it's Judgment by far. Now, if you're expecting like the same tone that Yakuza has, um, and I think Patrick would agree with me here, Yakuza, while it can be serious... Also has a lot of really fucking insane moments, like, holy fucking shit. Whereas Judgment is a lot more serious, it's not as nearly, like, I don't want to say wacky as Yakuza can be, but, you know, the the tone is a lot, lot, uh, you know, a lot more of a serious one than I think um, Yakuza brings. Um, Gameplay-wise, it's about the same. Like, the combat, 
um, is pretty streamlined. You only get two styles. You get one for um, a bunch of a bunch of enemies. Uh, it's primarily kick based, and then you get another style that is primarily uh, palm strikes and punches and stuff like that, uh, and is is focused for bosses and singular enemies and, and stuff like that. So it's kind of simplified in that aspect, but when it comes down to like, you know, how you can chain combos together and specials and whatnot, it's just about the same as what you'd expect from a Yakuza game. Um, so you'll pretty much be like right at home uh, with that. Uh, graphically, it just looks fucking stellar. God, I could I could gush about it. Like, the, there's a lot of like, I guess stealthier elements and stuff like that added in just because it's not. It, I mean, like, it deals with Yakuza, it deals with the Tojo clan, um, but it's not, like, you're, you're still, you're still playing a detective story that just happens to have Yakuza in it, and it's not, like, you're not seeing any of the Yakuza that you're used to seeing, um, but, yeah, it's just, it, it's fucking awesome, it's fucking awesome, there's been some side quests that I've done so far, um, you know, just kind of help lighten the mood just a little bit, break up the monotony and like how serious everything has been so far. Like I just got done with chapter four and holy shit, that ending, that ending made me shit a literal fucking brick. I wasn't expecting it, but, uh, yeah, judgment is amazing. Please go buy it. Please, please, please go buy it. I don't care when you buy it. Just go buy it. Cause it's just game of the year for me so far. Fucking amazing. Sure. Or wait till it's cheaper after that. One of the two. Just buy the fucking game. I finished Phoenix Wright. Very great game. Um, the writing was just phenomenal. Artwork was amazing. Music was just stellar. Um, all around. Just really fun. Great story. Um, definitely excited to eventually play the second one. Um... You can stop that, Jordan. Played a bit of Mario Maker 2. Uh, not a whole lot, but uh, just been kind of going in and like seeing what it, what levels people have made, what's in the story mode and whatnot. And it's been fun so far. I haven't tried that yet. I need to go try that, huh? I'm gonna hate that. Um, But yeah, it's just... It, uh, just seeing all the creativity that people have been putting into levels and stuff like that. It's just, it's been a whole lot of fun. Um, and yeah, it's just, uh, just fun-ass Mario shit. That's all you need to know about this game. Fun-ass Mario shit. Made by the people for the people. Yeah. That I've been playing, I mean, I haven't been playing. I only played 30 minutes of boxy pro wrestling. Um, it's alright. It it definitely feels very much like a mobile game, and it's very repetitive. Um, so I got bored of it rather quickly. Um, like, there's no, like, real difficulty spike at all, it doesn't feel like. Uh, in, in like, the tournament modes. But, um, I wouldn't say it's a bad game. It's a fun little brawler. It's just that it's... It, it, I don't think it really brings anything special to the table. I think the little boxy artwork is kind of unique for a wrestling game. Um, and the fact that you have the ability to just go for knockouts instead of going for pinfall finishes is kind of cool. But other than that, um, you know, just nothing, nothing super special. 
And then today I did a lot of reorganizing of my room, of my game collection. And that that was uh that was all kinds of fun. Um basically just decided, okay, what do I really want on display? What I didn't want on display, I I, I kind of boxed up and put it in my closet just cuz like I'm running out of space. Um I want to put as much stuff on display as I can. Which uh, I really so- like that idea, clear tubs of games to see what's mm-hmm. in there to keep it organized. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh I didn't realize how convenient that would be until I actually started putting them in there. But yeah, it's very nice. So, uh like he said, like Jordan said, I got a bunch of clear tubs and uh threw some games in there and yeah, it's um Yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm very happy with it. It's much more organized, much more streamlined. I can easily get to what I want to play. The only things that I really need to uh, get to to finish it up are my loose discs and my loose cartridges uh, for, like, handheld games, and then I'll be good to go. And, um, yeah. Yeah, very, very happy with it. Very exhausted, but very happy with it. And since those other two put down, uh, I've been working lately. I work every week. But I felt like mentioning it. I wanted to get in on this working action, making well, Vinny money. Talked about it. Vinny talked about it because it's new to him. Patrick working overtime because he's like stressed about money. You're just like Ben. Yeah, just go to work because jo- I can't job? get overtime if I wanted to. And you have a job. Four day weekend. Yeah, I have a job, Harvin. Thank you, you for asking. Oh, and. I guess I can wait to talk more about it when Patrick gets to it, but Fighter Fest, AEW Fighter Fest, fun little wrestling show. That's a good wrestling show. I like the wrestling. We'll, we'll get to that more, though, when we get to Patrick's. How about you, Vinny? I've been doing my best SpongeBob impression and just going to work every day. Go to work, 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 go to work. So I think I mentioned this last week. I started up at a Dollar Tree near me. I've now unloaded a total of three trucks. It is very hot in that storeroom, and it is not fun unloading trucks in the heat, but, uh, it's not, he's not crazy stupid like Ben's co-worker, but one of my co-workers, he's got a few fun stories. Um, he was telling me one of the days we were unloading about uh, this buddy of his who said that he never knew that Freddie Mercury was gay. Like the man lived and breathed lived and breathed um gayness it's <laughs> the best way to put it like the man was gay at birth but somehow my co-worker's buddy most people are gay at birth Vinny yeah you're either born straight bisexual or gay okay that but is the how it works. point is Freddie Mercury was one of the people born gay Yes. Oh, you can see that Alstalfo. Oh. You could be straight and you see that Alstalfo and be like, yeah, I ain't co worker's friend never knew that. But I thought people change their preferences as well. 
Like yeah, they grown. can be wherever they want. It's 2019. They can decide wherever they feel like doing. He took one from he took one from both teens from a disease nobody knew existed. He didn't leave a mark on French history. He kissed it. <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? I butchered some lyrics. Okay, I know exactly. He took what one you're... from both teens from a disease know. nobody knew existed. He didn't leave a mark on history. He French kissed it. He was a champion of the world, extinguished in his prime. So kiss his ass, Frankie, but you'll have to wait in line. Are they still around? To answer your question, Vinny, yes, they are. Wow. Somehow. Other than work, I tried to play a little bit of Ocarina last week, and I got about halfway through the Shadow Temple, got interrupted, and didn't get to finish the episode. But uh, I did the bottom of the well and about half the Shadow Temple. So I'll be able to hop back onto that later this week, hopefully, and be able to wrap that up. Um, and then Becca's always playing it. Jordan has been playing it the last few days. I decided to finally get back into Hollow Knight 2. And Good job. I got to the Soul Sanctum. The Soul Sanctum. Did you really make it all the way to the Soul Sanctum? I did. That's literally where I'm at, and that I have to go back to and again to record. <laughs> like that's yeah, that's where I have to get back to again. To um, I didn't beat the guy that teleports around and mm-hmm. shoots fireballs at you. He's who I'm stuck on right now. Just an enemy or like a boss? Boss. Oh, the boss. Oh, that's the Soul Master. Wait, is he the one in the top room that looks? It just shoots one ball, or is he the one that teleports and then slams down and shit? I usually shoot it out both slams of my down. balls. Okay, yeah, that's the Soul Master. <laughs> wow, you made it to Soul Master. Did not know that. Yeah, that's that's literally what I was trying to record the other night. Um, and I beat that boss first try, and it was fantastic, and I was really happy that it wasn't recording. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> Sucks to be you. Anyway, I haven't really been up to anything because <sighs> I have to be in work early. And I haven't been, I haven't gotten home able to record uh, up until today. But uh, I'm good now. I should be able to get some recording in throughout the next little while. And I get two days off a week, so should be okay. Last but not least, how about you, Vinny? I'm kidding. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, Vinny, what have you Last been up to? Much. Just re, just rehash what Vinny's been saying again. Let's have him just uh, talk about what he's been up to. Patrick, what have you been up to? Because these fucks can't do their goddamn jobs. I know, Jordan's sitting there getting pleasure from nasty sounds I've been hearing, and I find it immature and highly disgusting and inappropriate. I'm and it goes against the religious nope, nope. of this the religion of this podcast. How does the po- Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm not even No. There's only one religious person on this podcast, Vinny. Or Patrick, the rest of us, are, the rest of us are atheists. <laughs> don't tell that to other people. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna take down our podcast because we don't believe in the good Lord. Who's gonna care? Whitney. Okay, let me let me go message Whitney right now. <laughs> okay. I'll ask her if she cares if I'm atheist. Okay, you do that while we go on to what I've been up to. I've been playing, like, I think I played, like, a day of Xenoverse 2. Got my character up to, like, 80-something. And then went back to work. I did play a little bit of Call which, of Duty World Which War. version of Xenoverse 2? Switch. Switch? Okay. Yeah. I kind of figured, but... 
But I've been playing a lot more Call of Duty World at War. Zombie map mods. I've, uh, I want to say probably put in at least a good solid... At least a good so a couple hours. Like I would say maybe like 7 out of the week. 7, 10, give or take. Something like that. Uh, the entire week that I've been playing it. It's a really, it's a really fun game. Almost, almost at 300 hours on Steam alone. It's definitely worth it. Jesus Christ, Patrick. I really like zombies. Hey, it's because I have like 163 zombie mods that I can just play whenever I want. And it's the mods are actually pretty well done. And some of them are bad, some of them are good, but I it's good for you. It's good for your hot. But after that, um, we've also watched some uh, wrestling that I needed to catch up on. Started with Dominion, because that's several that weeks old. It was a good show. Just, uh, I don't think it was good as Wrestle Kingdom, and I no. don't think it was good as last year's Dominion. I don't think it was either. But it was a good like, show. It was a solid show. It was fine. It was pretty good. Like, the first match, you know, Moxley, and then he squashed a young line within a few minutes. Like, I didn't expect yeah. anything much of that. Not and he's tagging weird. with him on the G1 tour. Just weird, but whatever. That's great. I, I did really, I did enjoy that, the next match after that, which I believe it was Shin, the Dragon from LIJ versus... Shingo Takagi. Shingo Takagi versus, I forgot his first name was Kojima. Satoshi Kojima. Yeah, that was, that was a fun match. Actually, mm -hmm. enjoyed that match quite a bit. Fuck, I should probably should have had the match list pulled up or whatever. Which I gotta say, they the way New Japan does it with the old guys putting um younger guys over and just making them both look as good as possible, make it really look like the old guy put up a fight, the old veteran. Like I think they just do that better than anybody in my opinion. But and then we had like the tag match of Minoru Suzuki and Zack Saber Jr. versus Jushin Thunder Liger and Yoshihashi. And Joshiashi got the upset victory over Zack Saber, putting him a contender for his title. It was a, it was a pretty, you know, pretty average tag match. Nothing like too spectacularly over crazy about, but it was, it was average. Yeah, yeah, it was decently worked. The next, the six man tag match, I mean, it was okay with uh, with Tag Taguchi, Juice Robinson, Hiroshi Tanahashi against Taiji Ishimori, Chase Owens, and Jay White of Bullet Club. Like the match was fine. But the ending, like the way it ended, I was just like, uh, "Wait, well that that okay? I guess it's done." Because like I, the the ending didn't feel right. Like it felt like they could have done something slightly different because it just felt really weird. Oh yeah, where Tanahashi got the pin off a of sling blade. Yeah, got yeah, but it was like a really modified word sling blade, where he like kind of think yeah. all of it kind of fell on him, and it's like, oh, that he's gonna kick on so wait that oh okay. You can tell Tanahashi's um not feeling too good right now. Yeah, he's kind of. He just he just looks like he's like not moving very well. Then we had the first of our few top matches of Tai Chi versus Ishi for the Nova Open Weight Championship, which started to pick up a little bit during closer to the end part with Tai Chi actually getting some really good hits in on Ishi. Mm -hmm. But in the end, Ishi won for his so was like fifth reign. Let me look it up. So I know it was high. I think he holds. He's the record holder for that title now. So I want to say it's like somewhere five. But that was that was another good match. Um, let's see, it is his fifth reign. Yep. Yes, fifth reign. So, and then you had the IWGT IWGP Tag Champions of Gorilla Destiny, 
uh, putting belts up against Evil and Sonata of Lij, which was um, you know, it sets up for another rematch because uh, of course uh, the Grills Destiny won very in a cheap way with grabbing the tights and everything. So that that holds something up, which maybe Evil and Sonata won't be tagging very much long because I really enjoyed Sonata being as a single competitor because I think he does really well with it. It's very calm, collected. He put up a really good fight against Akata, the last show they had for the IWGP title. Which everyone should go watch that match. It was really good. Then I want to say probably match of the night for me. Either the next match, but Dragon Lee versus Will Ospreay. Recently won the best of the Super yeah, Juniors. I can agree really, with that being match of the night. That was a really, really solid, solid good match. Oh yeah. I was surprised though. I thought they'd keep it on Dragon Lee long enough until um, yeah, Hiromu came back. But guess not. Which I'm fine with. Dragon Lee should be a top contender because he he can show he puts on a really good match with Will Osprey. Next match was really good for the Intercontinental Champion of Kotobushi, uh, putting the belt up against Tetsuya Naito. I didn't that that bump. With that the fucking apron, apron bump. Ah, Jesus, that was, that was rough to watch. Brutal. I also enjoy how watching Dominion, how Naito can get the crowd against him, and then back on his side like a few minutes later. He's very good mm-hmm. at controlling the crowd. Which now they won the Intercontinental Title, he could try and go for his goal and try to be a dual champion at Wrestle Kingdom. And then we got to the main event of Chris Jericho taking on Kazuchika Okada for his IWGP World Heavyweight title, which it was different than usual Okada match slightly because Jericho got a lot of offense on early on. I just found the ending weird, but I get why they did it, where they had like a quick weird roll-up. Yeah, it was, um... Yeah. It was another one where The match was good, but it wasn't like greatest of all time Okada match. Yeah. Which Kata can get a good match out of a lot of people. And Jericho, at least being for his age, putting up a decent fight like that. It was, it was a good fight. It was a good match. Just the ending was just like, oh, it's a surprise roll-up. So it kind of makes both of them look strong in defeat because it's just a quick roll-up. Beat Jericho when it wasn't a decisive Rainmaker, Rainmaker, Rainmaker. But Jericho did get his heat back when he beat up Akata at the end of the match and just tried to put him through a table. Which I'm sad they didn't, that the table never got used, but they're probably going to tease that for another match later on. But who knows? So Dominion was fun. It was a pretty solid show. Last year was a leaps and bounds better, in my opinion, but that's kind of hard to top that one. But another f- show we were watching, or at least I watched, was Fighter Fest, which is another really good show. The pre-show, if you had to watch one match, I'd recommend watching the the six the triple the triple threat tag team between the best friends, SCU, and Private Party. I think there was. Yeah, it was Private Party. Yeah, that was, was a good match. That was a really good. Match. That was a really good. That was a really good match. Like show that the Private Party they're good, but they're kind of too arrogant and young. Still got to learn how to get things done. So I feel I hope that they build more of that later on. So that way like they can build out to eventual tag team run later. They got everything down, they learn from their mistakes, they're they're getting beaten veterans, boom, boom, boom. That's a I feel like that's a good team to start off with very low, 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 and then have them slowly build them up 
to be a good starring tag team. And probably the weakest match of the night was I was still on the pre-show with Allie versus Leva Bates, the librarian. Which Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> that was match was a little match bit rough. Was terrible. Yeah, it was it was pretty rough. And even Allie looked a little bit sluggish in some spots, like running to the doing a few runs like to the turnbuckle or to the off the ropes it's like slight, some of the runs were like a little bit sluggish and off because she, she i've seen her wrestle a few times and she's put on very entertaining good matches it's just i just that match was just kind of very kind of sloppy so you could skip that one and then the other one was just a joking hardcore match between nakazawa and the ceo alex jabaley where it was terrible it was slow and not good as it was it was entertaining and then shit up the entire place. It was actually a very competent and okay match. With Nakazawa getting that victory. But then we actually jump onto the card where the real wrestling begins and great stuff like Sima versus Christopher Daniels of their rematch from the six-man tag match. Which Sima got the victory over Christopher Daniels after a solid, I think it was like damn near 20-minute match. It's very good. Both of them know each other very well from multiple years that they've been training with. And Sima gets the victory, heading hot into his match with Kenny Omega at Fight for the Fall in, in two weeks. Or about a week now. That oh was a good God, match. that's right. They are having a match. Yeah, Sima versus Kenny Omega. Which that, oh, that that's going to be so good. Yeah, Sima is a really... Sima's good. And then we had an exciting triple threat women's match of Rio versus Nyla Rose versus Yuka Sakazaki. Which everyone looked good. I liked how Nia Rose was was shown off as a big powerhouse that can get put down if you just use enough flying attacks, but you can't use it too often because they all get overpowered and thrown around. But it ended with uh, Riho getting a victory over Nyla Rose and a quick roll-up. And then Nyla Rose started beating her up, and then Yuka saved her, and then Rio did something because... I don't know exactly what happened. I think she might have pushed her off some because the camera didn't focus on her in the ring when it happened. It just showed the aftermath. I was like, what would you do? And then Yuka got upset. And after that was the fiddle forward to Adam Page, MJF, Jungle Boy, and Jimmy Havoc. Which is very obvious that Hangman Page was going to win because he's con- he's a contender for the titles. But at least he pinned uh, Jacob ha- like Jimmy Havoc. So that way he keeps MGF looking strong like he never pinned me. That sets up a rivalry later down the line. Which I'm scared that Jungle Boy did something to his head. Because that weird cannonball bump to the outside. Looked like his shoe got like caught on the top rope and he like fell while doing a cannonball. Like right on his head and it's like, oh. But he was fine. And after that, the it was Cody Rhodes versus Darby Allen in a, in a ooh, that was a good match. <laughs> I showed Jordan a very wonderful spot that he enjoyed watching so much with uh, Darby Allen doing the coffin drop on the ring apron. That that sweet thud and just him just like corpsing, just like sitting there just laying twitching. Oh, oh, that was a that was a really good match. And it went to a time limit draw too, so I really want to see Darby Allen has in store for us. Especially when he got whipped in that wing apron and just, <laughs> just ate shit to the outside. Being 22 and young, it really uh, does wonders for your wrestling career. 
And then we had Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and take on Pentagon Jr. Phoenix and Laredo Kid in a very fun, very fun high fly spotty match with uh, the Elite Young Bucks as Ken and Rio and Kenny Omega as Akuma. Not a sweet spot where the or the Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid went for a the Super King weren't we're going off for rebound off top off the ropes and then the Elite just did. The Hadouken pose and just threw them all down. I was like, oh, that's sweet. I like that. I like that a lot. And then Jim Ross is like, whoa, I don't know what this is. That Street Fire will get you into it. You'll you'll be at Fighter Fest next year, Jim Ross. You'll you'll cosplay as one of the fighters. I'm like, no. Nobody wants to see Jim Ross dress up as Jim fighter. Ross can come come out as E Honda. Oh, that he's, they already did that with a Samoan once and it didn't really work out well. Except it wasn't E Honda, but it was a Yo- sumo. Yokozuna was great. Gimmick. Yeah, everyone loved Yokozuna. He was fine. He's just the no Saudi prince Japan. wanted him to be there. Oh, fuck off! That Saudi show is bad. I don't like that Saudi Arabia show. But yeah, the young bucks, uh, the the elite got the victory when Kamega hit the one winged angel on the Laredo Kid, and then we went to the main event. The unsanctioned main event of John Moxley versus Joey Janela in a, in a death ma- in a hardcore no rules match. No sweet. What do you think? There's a lot. There's quite a bit of bumps. There's barbed wire. There's thumbtacks. Thumbtacks was... to the feet. Jordan loved it. Yeah. Jordan. Jordan loved the thumbtacks. It feet did actually though. actively make me cringe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seeing the that spot, I believe it, because that was rough. Especially the uh, fucking diving elbow off the top of the ladder under the outside. Yeah, that was good. Joey Janela, and I liked how both of them went through barbed wire. And John Moxley's back was scratched up and red shit. He's not. He was. He's looking bad. But he eventually won with a uh, dirty with his. Uh, DDT into the thumbtacks that stuck to his back. Oh, that, that was fun. I wish I want to see him in a. I want to see him again in another death match. But before you could be held to the back, Kenny Omega came out, beat him up, threw him all around, and then that was the end of the show. Getting revenge for All Out when, or no, he got revenge for Double or Nothing when John Moxley attacked him after his Jericho match. But yeah, Firefest is a really good pay per view. And it was free too. It makes it even better. Mm-hmm. And so will Fighter Fest. Yes, everyone. Did you at least give us some of those matches to watch? Good wrestling all around. And I also did buy stuff off the Steam Summer Sale. One of those games I played and beat was Shank. It was it took me the two hours. I did. A, I already did a playthrough of it on YouTube before, so I knew what I was doing. Just wanted just to breeze through it, and it was like a dollar something. So like whatever. So I bought that in the sequel. And they're pretty fun games. I would, uh, I would agree. I would recommend someone buying them. And I'm not reading that last one because that one's horseshit. <laughs> he went through some torture. I didn't go through that. That was disgusting. No, you did. No. It's okay. Went through torture at work, yeah, because that was awful. Put in good, like, 47-ish hours. Weekend was fucking rough. Worked 12 hours, Saturday and Sunday damn near night friday and saturday i mean sunday was all usual 
Yeah, because uh, McQuaid's weekend sucks balls, Jordan. Largest softball where people from other states come here and play softball and stupid. Yeah, that's, that's, that's in fucking North Dakota. Yeah, it was dumb. Especially in the later, especially in the later part where I was in the store for for twelve hours, it was like ninety degrees, like ninety ninety one degrees in there the entire day, with uh, two ovens going at the same time. <laughs> it was ninety ninety one degrees inside the store the whole day. Yeah. What? Yeah, it was that because we have air conditioning, no, but it doesn't I... work properly, and we'll get new air conditioning. It'll just be three weeks from now. And before that, they that's, before that that's they just actually, said, "No, we'll just fix the parts, fix the parts, fix the parts." And they said that for over, and they said that for a decade now. That's and uh, now they're going to be like, "No, buy a new air conditioning that, unit now." That means that the employees are sweating and all gross while they're cooking food. Well, it's me. The drivers get to leave the store and be in their nice cars. Okay, but I still you and whoever else is cooking. Is sweating and gross while handling food. That's because the fucking corporate doesn't replace air conditioning. Yeah, they just replace they just replace parts and said, "Oh, that's good." I actually do have the numbers from the from those days. Numbers we did because Etsy was from ten all the way to two, so solid four hours there. It was nonstop business, and then same thing for that was basically both Saturday. Well, let's see, Saturday. Edition here. Eh, stay consistent the entire day, actually. From the minute I got in, and all the way down. These are those less carryouts, but those bunch of deliveries. Cause let's see, from ten to two on Friday, we did seventy-seven deliveries in that four hours. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And that means that was 187 products in just those four hours. God almighty. So yeah, that was rough. That was a total of 182 deliveries for that one day. 546 products that entire day was made. (laughs) Then for Saturday, um, let me see here. We had 66 deliveries from 10 to 2. 164 products during that time and then the entire day there was 522 which Saturday was a lot worse it was much bigger of a shit show because we had one less person in store than we did Friday and we didn't get out I didn't get out of there because I was scheduled to like 12 but didn't get out of there to like 320 in the morning what time did you say 330 yeah three um 320 in the morning I was off. Why? I was supposed to be off at uh, one. How does the store still open that long? We close at twelve. We close at two. <laughs> I just did a bunch of stuff to get it out of there. So I, that was nice. Okay. All right. All right. Saturday was stupid because there's a lot of people that are order for hotels and whatnot, and yet they wouldn't answer their door, wouldn't answer their phone when they called or the store called. And then the one person in store, the one in charge had to go and take a few deliveries, and then when May he left, it was me and one other person. Then we got five lines all at once. <laughs> some what people, some of them were drivers, like, oh, they're not answering, blah, blah, blah. So that worked. So I had to keep answering those, putting stuff on hold, and then the screen kept filling up and up and up and up. 
Wow. It was nice. You know, it was, it was nice. It was like a, both both those days accumulated. We made over fourteen thousand dollars in just those two days. Yeah, it was tiring. Fucking had people <laughs> cuss, use very colorful language with me. Fourteen thousand dollars. I don't. I don't want to hear any more about it. Fourteen thousand dollars. I. Yeah, you know, okay. just those two days. Wow. A store profit just for two days. Okay. <laughs> and this just, all yeah. happened after, like, right before, right after a few people, like, let's see, a driver got fired before I left. One quit. Or let's see, uh, one in-store quit while I was gone. Then one person or two people quit when I got back. So yeah. And some and they had the three week schedule already, and some of those people were working on those. Well, two of them were, were supposed to close and work late on both days, and they uh, quit. <laughs> Works great, bud. You're, I hope. Oh, uh, Vinny's never gonna experience anything for this, like Vinny. that. I hope Vinny's prepared for this type of stuff. Oh, uh, he's not gonna experience anything like that. It's at the Dollar Tree. See, the people have to come. See, the people have to come to him. They don't, he doesn't have to go to people like our store does. Yeah, well, we're running on three, two hours of of raw stuff here, so I think it's time we wrap things up. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to, if you want to wrap it up, go ahead. No, you can do it this time. So, like, like to to thank you for tuning into this. <laughs> I'm gonna slide into Ben's penis. Oh, whoa, beautiful. nice. Nobody wanted to hear that. I would like to thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Like a Podcast. If you would like to find us on Twitter, you can find me at Toad. You can find Ben at VidSigma. You can find Vinny at VinnyPlaysVlogs. And you can find Patrick at Assassin underscore Volk. And if you would like to follow the official Twitter for the podcast, for the Like a Podcast, it is at LikeAdaisicast, and that is spelled L-A-C-K-A-D-A-I-S-I-C-A-S-T. Feel free to slide into those DMs. They are wide open. Um, check out uh, check out my Hollow Knight Let's Play self-endorsement here. And uh, we will see you guys next week.